Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 79 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. The day this episode drops is Christmas Eve, so today's theme is the 12 days of Christmas. We're going to take a look at the popular Christmas carol and find out more about the gifts given on each day. So warm up your singing voices, toppers. I'm just kidding, I can't carry a tune in a bucket, so I won't be singing. But I will be counting down today's traditions, origins, history, and more. Let's start with the song itself. No one seems to know exactly when it was first written down, but it's highly likely that it was first a French song called Those Twelve Days or A New Dial. It was recited in a back-and-forth format between two people or two groups, and is at least as old as 1625. After that, it was likely played as a memory game. Players would stand in a circle, and a leader would recite one of the verses, which would be repeated by the other players. Each round, the leader would add a verse and go faster, continuing until a player messed up, which would remove them from the game. The last player to be in the game mistake-free was the winner. The modern-day version is believed to have first been published in an old-timey times children's book. Mirth Without Mischief was published in 1780, and at that time the song we know was just a poem. It wasn't set to music until 1909 when English composer Frederick Austin put the poem to music and gave us the drawn-out version of the Five Golden Rings verse. So from game to poem to song, these 12 days have been on quite a journey. Now let's look at the 12 days as a whole. The first day is Christmas Day, which for most Western churches is December 25th. The 12 days run through January 5th, then January 6th is the Epiphany. Some churches celebrate Christmas on January 7th and therefore celebrate Epiphany on January 19th. Either way, the Epiphany is the revelation of Jesus Christ as the Son of God and the Savior of Man. The 12-day time frame is meant to represent the time frame it took for the wise men to travel to Bethlehem. Now, some people believe that the Epiphany represents the day of Christ's baptism. Whenever you celebrate, and whatever you celebrate on Epiphany, each of the 12 days are representative of feasts or celebrations that were held in honor of people or events from old-timey times. And the corresponding gifts are all representative of something in the Christian faith. Now, I think it's time to start breaking this down day by day. Some of the days are really straightforward, and some are a bit more detailed, so let's just dive right in. Day 1 celebrates the birth of Jesus, who is represented by the partridge in a pear tree. 
That's really all there is to this day. It's probably the most straightforward one of them all. Day two is St. Stephen's Day. St. Stephen is the patron saint of several things. Deacons, horses, masons, coffin makers, and headaches. He was stoned to death in 34 AD and is considered to be the first Christian martyr. This day is also known as Boxing Day to some people. There are a few theories as to how Boxing Day got its name. One states that it was customary for tradesmen to receive gifts as a thank you for the services they provided throughout the year, and these gifts often came in boxes. Another theory posits that it came from charity boxes used in churches on Christmas Day to raise money for the poor. These boxes were opened on the day after Christmas, and the money was distributed to those in need. There are more theories, but they mostly all share either the idea that someone was given a gift in a box, or donations were put into a box. As for the song, the two turtle doves are a representation of the Old and New Testaments. Day three is for St. John the Apostle. He was one of Jesus' apostles, most likely the youngest one. He is the patron saint of even more things than Stephen. Here's a list of his patronages. Loyalty, friendships, love, authors, booksellers, publishers, art dealers, editors, scribes, examinations, theologians, scholars, burn victims, and poison victims. There are two schools of thought as to what the gift of three French hens stand for. Some people believe it stands for the Holy Trinity of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Others maintain it stands for faith, hope, and love, which is called charity in the King James Version. These are mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, which says, And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Day four is the Feast of the Holy Innocents, which is when people are meant to reflect on the baby boys who were killed due to King Herod's decree as he sought out the baby Jesus. The four calling birds represent the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which each tell much of the story of Jesus. Why are there four books covering almost the exact same material? Well, Matthew was written for the Hebrews, Mark for the Romans, Luke for the Greeks, and John was for more of a widespread audience. Now, if we go back to the French poem from 1625 that I mentioned earlier, some people think the gift for this day was translated wrong, and the gift should actually be for collie birds, spelled C-O-L-L-I-E, which is an English term for blackbirds. Day 5 is for St. Thomas Becket, who was the Archbishop of Canterbury in the 12th century. His patronage included Exeter College in Oxford, Arbroath Abbey, Portsmouth, and the secular clergy. He challenged the king's authority over the church, and for that he was murdered on the 29th of December in 1170, which is why he's recognized on this day which falls on December 29th. The gift of five golden rings is a representation of the first five books of the Old Testament. Now, here we have another possible mistranslation. If you look at day one through seven, the gifts are all birds of some sort, 
except for the five golden rings. Therefore, some people think this gift is actually five pheasants, also known as ring-necked birds. Seeing as how day five is the only non-bird gift out of the first seven days, this may well be true. Day six is for St. Egwin of Worcester, who is known as a protector of orphans and the widowed. He died on December 30th, and although there is some debate as to if it was in the year 717 or 720, his date of death is why he's recognized on this day. The six geese allaying are meant to reflect the six days in which God created the world. Day 7, which is New Year's Eve, is for Pope Sylvester I. He was a pope way back in the 4th century, and not much is known about him. The seven swans a-swimming represent the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Day 8 is for Jesus' mother Mary. The eight maids a-milking are another gift with two possible meanings. Some people think they stand for the eight people saved on the ark, which would be Noah and his wife, their three sons, and their sons' wives. Others think that the eight maids stand for the eight beatitudes, which are the blessings listed by Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount. They are detailed in Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 10. Day 9 has two people to celebrate. First up is St. Gregory Nazianzen, who was the 4th century Archbishop of Constantinople and a theologian. He is known for being a highly accomplished writer of rhetoric, perhaps the best in early Christendom. Secondly, we have St. Basil the Great, who was the Bishop of Caesarea Mazaka in Cappadocia in Asia Minor. He too was a great theologian, and was known to oppose heresies in the early Christian church. The gift of nine ladies dancing are representations of the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Day 10 is the feast of the holy name of Jesus. The purpose of this is to celebrate when Jesus was officially given his name in the Jewish temple. The ten lords a-leaping are representative of the Ten Commandments. Day 11 is for St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. She was the first ever American saint. Some people also used to celebrate St. Simon Stylites on this day. He was known for living for 37 years on a small platform atop a pillar. The 11 pipers piping are for the 11 faithful apostles. Sorry, Judas, you don't get to be in this song. Day 12 is for St. John Newman, who was the first American bishop. The twelve drummers drumming symbolized the twelve points of belief in the Apostles' Creed, which was a statement of belief for early Christians, going all the way back to at least the 4th century. Though often attributed to the Apostles, which is no surprise given the name of the Creed, this twelve-part statement was used by many Christians in old-timey times to confirm what they believed. Now, before I finish up here, I want to add that people often celebrate the end of the 12 days of Christmas with Twelfth Night celebrations. This tradition can be traced back to at least medieval times, but at that time it likely was more about celebrating the end of winter, which for them would have started on October 31st. Anyway, depending on where you live, this celebration could include serving cakes similar to a king cake, 
with hidden beans or similar items in them. Also, Twelfth Night parties are typically filled with games and music, mostly with pipe instruments like flutes or bagpipes. Now, it's time for today's familiar quotation. Toppers, today's familiar quotation is from Laura Ingalls Wilder. Here's what she had to say about Christmas. Quote, We are better throughout the year for having, in spirit, become a child again at Christmas time. End quote. Thank you, Half Pint, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words. Love advice from old-timey times. Just a quick disclaimer. Remember that this advice is over a hundred years old. While some of the advice is still good today, I don't necessarily agree with every tip I read from these books. It's for entertainment purposes only. With that out of the way, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't be talked down by your husband when you want to express your views on any subject. You have a right to be heard. And now for the men. Don't forget that you are not immortal. What chance will she have if you die and leave her with no knowledge of the ways of the wicked world? All right, toppers, that's going to do it for episode 79. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnaphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, how to send me topic suggestions, how to support the podcast, and for details about the music I use in the show. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast. Researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, whatever holiday you're celebrating this time of year, I hope it's merry, happy, and bright. Toodaloo! And now... This is... Let me rephrase. The modern-day version is believed to have first been published... Oh no. Theologians? <laughs> That's not how you say that word. The Theologian. Theologian. It is theologian. I don't know what I'm doing. These are mentioned in Corinthians. Oh, these. Excuse me. Arbroth. Arbroth. Day six is for the same. Uh, nope. <laughs> Let's just back that up. Day six is for St. Egwin of Worcester. That's not how you say that word.
And although there is some debate as to whether it was the year 17... Nope, wrong. Day 7 is... Nope. Anyway, first up is St. Gregory Nazizen. Nazizen. Zinzen. Let's see. <laughs> Who was the 4th century Archbishop of Constantinople? Now, I know how to say that word. Constantinople. Constantinople. I know how to say that word. Who was the 4th century Archbishop... <laughs> I'm just going to take a sip of coffee. Who was the Archbishop... Nope. Who was the 4th century Archbishop of Constantinople and a Theo... <laughs> Brisky, come on. Day 10 is the feast in the holy name... Nope, nope, nope. Some people also used to... Nope. Some people also used to... <laughs> Some people also used to... Why, why is that so hard to say? It's two very simple words. Six letters. Okay, come on now. Focus your... 